Mountainside Twin Peaks, it's Cofield and Company. Here we go, Monday Night Football on the way, and it's a hometown tilt over at the Owl. We're on the east side of town on Eastern. It's Twin Peaks. Great spot, cold brewskis, great bar food. Come on over. We got prizes as well, including some tickets to uh, the Iowa State UNLV game. They opened up the 300 section for that one. Lots of other goodies, so come in. Stop by, say hi, grab a picture. Angel's here. Ari's back in our Finley Toyota studios. Adam Candy, along with myself, Steve Cofield, Big Five time. Battleborn Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five. Boy, Candy, yesterday was emotional, man. I shed a tear at one point. You know how it is. The football part, Steve? Would it be the football part, or was there something else that got you emotional? <clears throat> Thanks for playing the game. Uh, uh, you well, know what? I, 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 I'm happy to be your straight man. Jets, Jets were struggling. I felt for uh, felt for uh, Zach Wilson and his mom. Um, but, yeah, then someone handed me the phone, and they're like, oh, my God, here's a cat video. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. The Miami cat. That was unbelievable. I like the spirit of togetherness, the spirit of camaraderie, that everyone came together and saved the falling cat from the top of the stands. Um, and then I was watching another video, Steve, and I, you know, these football videos all just pop up in your timeline, and you're scrolling through, and you're like, hey, whatever. And I keep expecting you to watch the cat fall, and then I see a sewage pipe burst. I'm like, oh, crap, that's a different video. That's a uh-huh. totally different video. The, the pipe burst in Washington, and, and all of Daniel Snyder's mouth came shooting out of a pipe down onto the fans. The Snyder Stadium video was one of that. That was one of the more gross things I've ever seen, especially considering what may have been coming out of the pipe onto the fans. Telling you. Perfect. Right? Quite fitting for uh, Dan Snyder Stadium. But the the cat video was nuts. I, I've, have either one of you guys seen an explanation of how the cat got up on the second level and was, like, hanging off a tarp? Well, I would assume Ari's the one who knows the answer to this because he put an impassioned plea in our rundown saying that he did not like how people handled the cat after they saved the cat. He, th- he thought that them pulling the full Simba from the Lion King uh, with the cat, and, you know, uh, holding it up like he didn't like it. They were they were a little rough. It's fine. They saved his life. Uh, I'm just going to assume that he got in like all cats get into all kinds of places, just like that magic black cat at the Chargers game. So, How is that, by the way? How, 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 how does it happen? It's a cat. Cats are very resilient. Yeah, I know. I'm, no, I'm asking. Uh, no, I'm asking. Oh, I have a dog. Rhetorically. I've, I, I have a dog, and I need to talk to you, and I need to talk to the cat whisperer down at Twin Peaks to understand how these things happen, because I don't really know. It's all you, Steve. Well, the crazy part is, first of all, the fact that the cat was hanging by one nail, his claw, was nuts. I don't know what it, he, she was trying to do in terms of recovering. The other thing that was bizarre, I don't know if you really watched the video closely, I don't... Like, cats generally, like all my cats, and I have two cats that go outside, and we've got an outdoor cat. Like, when you see them jump from different places, and even in the house when they fall, they always have this penchant for falling correctly. 
like onto their feet. You rarely see them like, you know, oh, I just punched the table again. The equipment's out. Uh, you rarely, you rarely see them like flop to their side. If you watch the cat belly flops, like I don't know what it was. It was like if it noticed that there was a tarp, which turned out to be an American flag, and it was like I'm going to make it easier by belly. He, this cat put all of its legs out. Like what are you nuts? Did you just use like five minutes to say, oh yeah, a cat always lands on its feet? Yes. <laughs> that was the longest explanation of yes. one of those things we've all heard our entire lives. They're like, you know, the cats, they do tend to land yeah. right side. Yeah, cat always lands on its feet. Like, but I don't know how you do that on a tarp. Like This uh, this house cat thing, I know you guys don't really know about it. A lot of people don't have cats. It's just this <laughs> mis- mysterious animal that only, only my house knows about. Right. Um, you know, the other note, when Ari was saying he wasn't happy with the way it was handled, uh, there was a report that said the person who caught the cat actually got urinated on. That the cat also didn't keep its composure. I mean, come on, cat. Let's go. You're going to lose your lose your bladder just because you're falling a few, you know, like 75 feet? What's the big deal? I mean, it just takes me back to last week when we lost uh, Michael K. Williams to Omar from The Wire when, uh, when Omar finally got Stringer Bell. And the guy, when he was about to get shot with a sawed-off shotgun, pissed right through his khakis, right? That happens. Like, it, there, there are situations where you expect that there is going to be piss. And if a cat falls from the top of the stands and you catch it, you have to assume this animal might be scared. It's going to piss on you. Number four. No See, all of that, it took a long time to get to it. We established a new standard. The audience learns. Good job, Candy. Hey, if you're here for cat videos and piss information, congratulations. Cofield and Company's ready for you. Uh, the only thing more scintillating than... Four minutes on cats falling would be Candy and I to talk about how our fantasy football teams did. So let's spend the next 20 minutes doing that. Candy? I, um, I'm i afraid that I have ticked off Ari, first of all. I had to change my language up there. Much much of an apology to anyone uh, who did not like that. My fantasy football team, um, the one in our late night happy hour league, uh, looking not so bad. How about Tyler Lockett, huh? How about Tyler Lockett running all over the Indianapolis Colts? I enjoyed that quite a bit. Old man Tom Brady slinging it around against the uh, against the Cowboys. But uh, my my other big league where I have Matt Ryan, Calvin Ridley, and Kyle Pitts. Woof, woo That is not good. And I know all of you are sitting by your radio saying, "Candy, tell me more about your fantasy team." You know what? I won't. Cofield, you go. But that's not going to be the norm for the Falcons, right? No. I mean, I agree with Koken that overall that team might not be good because the defense is going to be terrible. Um, but that's an outlier performance for sure for the Falcons. Now, you also got jobbed on uh, by the performance of Jones with uh, with Green Bay. Oh, Aaron Jones was terrible. But, but yeah. you know, you can't single him out. Like, I got screwed on Aaron Jones, but so did everybody who's got Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams. Like, there was no saving the Packers in that game. I didn't have too many flops, but I also didn't have too many folks excel. In fact, tonight I've got uh, Lamar Jackson going. So Adam Hill told me all about Lamar Jackson and openers. So we'll see how it it works out for Lamar Jackson. I'm kind of rooting for the Raiders defense to shut him down. I'll give up the fantasy football this week. Top three. Number three. You know, we were asking Adam Hill earlier about some of the festivities going down at Raider Stadium. So Gladys Knight just did the – National Anthem. She's, uh, you know, on and off resident of Vegas. I just saw Steve Aoki working the turntables. Uh, The Raiders house band is back. Uh, Also, new in-house entertainment. Uh, Shunok 
from over at the VGK Games. He's on that one. Uh, I'm going off the board here on our uh, big five. I almost called it five at five. I don't even know the name of it. Oh, here's go, here goes Buffer. Here goes Buffer. What a jacket. Oh, he's screaming his lungs out. That is dynamite. So on, on Shunok, with the, the way the, the VGK games go, your opinion, do football games need host throughout the game? Oh, I think football games absolutely need hosts throughout the game uh, because if you've ever been to a Monday Night Football game in person, I don't think you recognize until you've sat through one just how long the TV breaks are, especially point. when we're talking about uh, the NFL's favorite of all favorites, uh, score, commercial, kickoff, commercial, come uh, back yeah. again. Like, you absolutely need some entertainment. I think that, uh, yeah, Shunok's got the experience there. That sounds good to me. Yep. And if they can replicate the atmosphere that VGK has created inside of the fortress, it's going to be freaking awesome. I, I don't think people outside the market realize how cool Golden Knights games are compared to some hockey games in other markets where it is completely lame and quiet most of the time. Look, VGK puts a premium on the experience, and they should, and they've done a great job with it right from the start, right from the Johnny Greco days when he first came in from, uh, from WWE and, and kind of set the tone for what you get at that game. I mean, look, I, I get it. For some people, it's a lot. Like, if, if you're going there to have a conversation with someone at the Golden Knights game, it ain't going to happen at any point, not even during intermission. But if you're going there to be entertained, whether it's the game on the ice or the atmosphere around it, you're going to get your money's worth. Number two. Uh, we'll do number three here. I laughed. Number three. Thank you. I laughed at the uh, headline today on ESPN about college football. Because most of it is banked, speak English, most of it is based on preseason rankings. And I think, I'm sure you've done it. I've railed forever on how stupid preseason rankings are. We don't know. You don't know. You have no idea. So to be shocked in week two is kind of crazy. The headline was, which teams could take advantage of college football's early chaos, or if college football's early chaos continues. I mean, I guess based on the rankings, if you buy into stuff like that, then it's been early chaos. But I, I just don't buy into it, Candy. I just do not believe anyone outside of Georgia or Alabama is going unbeaten this year. So if that means it's chaos, then, yeah, it's going to be very chaotic. Yeah, I mean, like, it's chaotic beyond the top five, right? Like, beyond the top five, that then, yeah, there are all sorts of teams that you should say, well, why are they ranked, right? Well, because people don't know. Because nobody knows the early part of the season. Uh, Cofield, I'm hearing a commotion behind you. Did folks just recognize that uh, the ESPN Las Vegas is in the house at Twin Peaks? Uh, actually, I, I don't know if you saw the play, but they had the Mariota package in on third and one, and he just went for about 30 yards. Uh, actually, he got dinged up at the end. But, yeah, he went from uh, the uh, Raider 33 to the Ravens 32. Yeah, I've got the game streaming on the iPad next to me, so I'm a good uh, 15 seconds behind everybody Oops, else, so I just sorry. saw that. <laughs> good run. We, we heard all about the uh, potential of a Mariota package, and it worked there. Hopefully he's not hurt now, uh, but Carr's back in there. But the Raiders are on the move with the first possession. They're at the Ravens 35. Uh, top two stories. Number two. Boy, oh, boy. Was that a case of the Broncos being really good or the Giants just sucking? How do we react to one of the more lopsided games of the day? Look, the Denver Broncos, I've told you from the preseason on, I believe yep. that this team has one of the more talented rosters in all of the NFL. There are two things holding them back. One's the quarterback play. Well, 
Teddy Two Gloves looked okay. Teddy Two Gloves got the job done yesterday behind a pretty good line. Jerry Judy is now down for a few weeks with a high ankle sprain, Then that's something they're going to have to navigate around after all the injuries they had last year. Tough to see it happen again early for them this year. But the other side of the thing is Vic Fangio. And Vic Fangio last year, football outsiders had him as the least aggressive coach in terms of decision-making in all the NFL. Next-gen stats said he only made the right decision on fourth-down calls 33% of the time. Well, guess what? He went aggressive right before halftime on a big fourth down call. He went three for three on fourth down. If Vic Fangio figures out the head coaching part, this team's yep. going to be in a lot better shape going forward. Are the Giants terrible? You bet they're terrible. Daniel <laughs> Jones has the most turnovers in the NFL going back to his first game in 2019. 40 of them. But I think the Broncos are a team that's going to contend for the playoffs. Number one. So Raiders just hit Darren Waller to get down to the 20-yard line. Throwing. Would you love to see the Raiders employ a Dallas-like attack tonight? Uh, Dallas on a Thursday night football came out of the gates, and it was like, hey, sorry, Zeke, it ain't your night. Would you love to see the Raiders turn into a 70-30 pass team? I would love to see Derek Carr take on the role of Dak Prescott because Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, talked to the media today and said, you guys don't understand, it wasn't just that we were freezing Zeke out of the game plan. He said there were 12 different times where they had a run call and Dak went up to the line, checked the defense, and checked out of the run and went to a pass. I think Derek Carr needs to have that same sort of aggressiveness in terms of adjusting the play calls if he sees them. And I don't think John Gruden would have a huge problem with that. But in the end, I think it's about the quarterback making the right decision for what he sees in the moment. Oh, boy. That was a play. Eight-yard run by Josh Jacobs. He gets up. He looks like he's hobbled on his right leg. He was iffy coming into it. He basically said last week he's not going to be practicing a whole lot this year because of the wear and tear on running backs. Listen, they've got some good backup running backs. Uh, the other problem on the play, there was a hold, so it's nullified. That was by Andre James, a new center. Oh, and gosh, also is that laying Colton on the, Miller? Yeah, also laying on the field is Denzel Good. Oh, Denzel Good. Okay, I couldn't see exactly who it was. but Yikes. How about Jacobs coming up, and you know it's the toe. Like You don't even need to guess. It's been the toe all along. That's why he didn't practice. And now down another lineman. Uh, i got to give, give the Raiders this much, though, early in the game, Steve. What if we said for the longest of times. John Gruden might not be great with the roster, but in terms of the creativity with the play calling, throwing that Mariota package out there on third down, that's a great job of picking up uh, a huge gain. We're at Twin Peaks, Monday Night Football. We'll get you an update on the injuries in this game. We'll also talk some AFC West football with Ryan Harris, who played for the Broncos, played for the Texans, but we'll talk uh, mostly AFC West. But let's do a giveaway right now. Caller 11, 364-1100, 364-11. Zero, zero. We've got a party tray from Porta Subs. We like to call it a tailgate tray. It's all the fixings along with a six-foot sub all chopped up. You get that with uh, Caller 11 at 364-1100. You're also qualifying for a chance to win a Yeti cooler. So bring it. Caller 11, 364-1100. It's all brought to you by Finley Volvo. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battleborn Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Hanging at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. 
Congrats to listener Eli. He wins the Porta Subs football tailgate tray, qualifies to win a new Yeti cooler, and it's all made possible by Finley Volvo Cars Las Vegas. So we're on right now because uh, we've got Comp 92.3 and Raider Nation Radio 920 with the Raiders game. Game just kicked off a little while ago. It was very promising for the Raiders, Adam Candy, as they seemingly drove all the way to the 12. They were churning out yardage in the air and on the ground, and on one play, Josh Jacobs leaves the field after an eight-yard run. Denzel Good was on the field. He's been replaced for now uh, at one of those guard positions. We know Johnny Simpson is already in for incognito. Uh, Andre James got called for holding on that play, and then miscommunication between Andre James, the new center, and Derek Carr on a snap. Took the ball from inside the 30 all the way back to the Raiders' 46. And now we just watched a second and seven where Lamar Jackson just scampered 20-plus yards. Uh-oh. Everything's fine, Steve. <laughs> well, Because here's the thing. Look, if John Gruden's not feeling any pressure, we shouldn't feel any pressure either. We should just let right. it happen. Like, just see how things are going. You, you see guys. how it shapes up. You see how it all co- shapes up. Andre James is going to be fine. Listen, Rodney Hudson was one of the best centers in the league for like five consecutive years. But anytime you've got an unknown kid that you can throw in there and just assume that everything is going to go well, you do it because you're smarter than everybody. If a coach misspeaks or maybe speaks out of turn for a second in this town, there are certain guys on the station who will remember not feeling pressure from John Gruden and moral victory from Marcus Arroyo. Oh, oh. beware, everybody. I'm, beware. Hey, go. Hey, if Marcus Arroyo holds this together in the first half against Iowa State, I will give him one official candy approved moral victory. Candy approved. Is that a special honor? Special uh, well, I, well, for for him it is, right? I thought. Well, all right. Well, let's get off the moral victory thing. Yeah. We we yeah. got bigger things going on. Uh, catch by Sammy Watkins. Oh, he's here. All right, Sammy off injured. He's one of the big additions for the Ravens. Uh, that passes the Ravens forty yard line. We'll pay some bills here. We'll come back. We're going to talk AFC West with uh, former NFL player Ryan Harris. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Hanging at Twin Peaks for Monday Night Football, it's Cofield and Company. Wow, very interesting start to the Raiders game. Uh, hell, the Texans-Jags game, that was amazing yesterday. Maybe the Raiders can pull the upset here. Uh, right now, Max Crosby is all over the field. Alejandro Villanueva over from the Steelers, new right tackle. For the Ravens, cannot handle Max Crosby. He stopped a pass earlier. Uh, had a tackle of Lamar Jackson on a, a scramble and uh, just got to Jackson again there. Uh, one was on a inside spin move. The other, he just went outside and around. Villanueva, so that's a, a matchup to watch the rest of the way. Let's talk about the AFC West. Let's talk about that big upset uh, in the AFC South with the Texans, a guy who played in the NFL, does radio now for Altitude Sports Radio in Denver. Ryan Harris is up with Cofield and Company. Ryan, how you doing? Good, fellas. How you doing today? Good. We're watching a very interesting start to the uh, Raiders game here. Uh, put us in the position of Villanueva when you know you get off to a little bit of a rough start because you got a, 
a speed rusher like Max Crosby who's testing you? Well, I mean, first of all, Alejandro Villanueva is a pro bowler at the left tackle playing right tackle. And for those of you who don't think it's difficult to switch from one side to the other when you're taking a number two tonight, switch hands and see how close that wipe is. It's a bit different. You've got to get used to it differently. And uh, unfortunately, you're watching that develop real time with Alejandro Villanueva, a quality player, West Point graduate, somebody who's worked his tail off to be in the NFL and has had success. That right side is just a little different. So one of the things you got to do, too, when, you're, when things aren't working, what can you do, right? That's football. That's life. And right now, if I'm Alejandro Villanueva, I'm saying I can punch. I can stay inside out. I can change my target, and I can save myself from going down this rabbit hole uh, at, at this point in the season. Can you explain the challenge the Ravens have now in the run game? They've signed a lot of veteran running backs, but it doesn't mean they work into that Ravens system seamlessly. So what kind of challenge do guys like – um, Latavius Murray and you know, Le'Veon Bell and others have replacing uh, J.K. Dobbins and uh, Gus Edwards? Well, when they get in there, they don't know the philosophy, meaning, you know, uh, even outside zone, when I was with Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs, they, they, it really was a tight zone. It was inside the tackle, and tight zone was outside uh, of the center. So even though the numbers can throw you off a little bit, understanding how guys work together in front of you, you know, some guards are quick to hit a guy onto the center or tackle and move up. Other guys really want to dent that defense and be late on the linebacker, so that changes how you set things up if you're a running back. Um, so a lot goes into time and the time that you get together in, in the preseason, and they just haven't had that yet. But the biggest thing they're going to have to fight are the egos of the coaches because it's going to be easy for coaches in Baltimore to say, let's put it all on Lamar Jackson's shoulders. That sounds good week one through four, but if you want Lamar Jackson in February, you got to make sure you're lightening his load, not adding to it. That's a good point. Broncos yesterday, who made or what made the strongest impression on you in that massive victory, big victory against the Giants? Really the defense for the Broncos. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater just did what he showed us. He converted fourth downs in the preseason. He was incredibly accurate in the, in the preseason as well and even had a few drops going 29 to 36. So I'm sorry, 28 to 30, uh, of 36 yesterday. So he could have been even better. Um, but the, good, the, be- the bad news for Broncos fans, Jerry Judy had a bit of an issue with his ankle. Looks like a high ankle sprain. They're still getting it worked out today. And that's a tough injury to come back from. You've got to be healthy. Otherwise, it'll affect you all season. I got a right high ankle sprain. It still affects me to this day. So um, good things out of Teddy Bridgewater. Good things as well out of the defense and the rest of the weapons offensively. But no surprise to those of us who know football and we're paying attention this preseason. I've said from the preseason on, I love this roster for the Broncos. And one of the things that got me just a little bit hesitant was that Vic Fangio's decision-making was questionable at times last year. But I loved his aggressiveness with those fourth downs uh, in the game against the Giants. Uh, Did you see some changes in the way that uh, Vic Fangio was going about things this year versus last year? Yeah, well, I mean, Vic Fangio's questionable in decision-making, aren't we all, right? <laughs> but uh, you know, his, his, his decision to go for it on fourth down is a direct relation to the trust that he has in Teddy Bridgewater not to freak out, to be able to go through his progressions, even though it's fourth down. And that's something that's rare, you know, and that's why Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback of the Broncos. He has the ability, the focus, and the consistency to let a coach go for it on fourth down twice in the first half, and, and just an example of how different it is already. Last year, the Broncos were 4-15 on fourth down. This year, already 3-for-3. Three three. 
What are your impressions of this Las Vegas Raiders team? They obviously went out and made uh, what they think are some helpful additions on the defense. Um, Derek Carr is a quarterback who I know has some polarizing opinions about him. Do you think this Raiders team will be competitive in the AFC West this year? They'll be competitive, but the issue is with John Gruden. John Gruden has zero urgency. He still owes $60 million over the next six years. You want to fire him? Be his guest. You want to force him to win? Maybe. You know, I mean, if you guys had a six-year contract that was guaranteed with the most money you'd ever seen, you know, some people in our business of broadcasting wouldn't work as hard, right? Some people would say, please fire me. So I'm not sure, regardless of the players they get, just the urgency and lack thereof that I've seen the last three seasons out of John Gruden really is its not what he's been known for, and it's really strange to watch. Hopefully he can turn it around uh, there in Las Vegas. Brian Harris is with us. Uh, the Chiefs, what was more worrisome for you in that game, that the Browns couldn't hold the lead? Uh, was it the Chiefs' defense? What do you think of that game? Yeah, the Browns blowing a lead and turning it over on downs. I mean, their last three possessions were turnover on downs, punt, interception. You can't do that. And at the same time, I mean, what can you do against a guy like Patrick Mahomes? You know, you're up 29-20, and then in one play, he throws a 75-yard touchdown pass, right? Now it's 29-27. So just the ability of Patrick Mahomes. We haven't seen anything like him at that quarterback position. The scramble he had for a touchdown was just absolutely insane. I mean, he looked like Neo in the Matrix out there. So for him to, to, to get through and get to the end zone, it's like Las Vegas' own Chris Sugden. They just have fun, and they get things done at the right time. Brian Harris, Altitude Sports Radio, former Bronco, former Texan. Uh, last talk of the AFC West, uh, Chargers with a nice win at football team, and they actually wound up knocking out Ryan Fitzpatrick for uh, weeks and weeks and weeks. I, I wonder what the football team's going to be like now with uh, – Heineke at quarterback. What's your impression of the Chargers? I don't know what you thought about them before the season. I thought they'd be really good on defense. Maybe Herbert would take a step back. Herbert looked pretty solid yesterday. Well, and you you mentioned it. That second year, that kind of sophomore year in the NFL for quarterbacks, often is their worst season, right? Because now teams have a book on them, and they have to adjust on the fly. I think think Herbert's incredible. Uh, I think he's going to continue to progress. I think that is impressive. He had such a good first game. It was against the Washington football team, who, remember, had a losing record and was still in it for the AFC or the NFC East last year. So let's not let, let's not put the the Texans and and uh, and the Chargers on you know the top pedestal when they beat two teams that really have not won a lot. But it still is a something to see. And that defense for San Diego has always been good. They'll compete, but I think they'll be the third team in the West behind the Broncos and the Chiefs. I want to talk about teams that are supposedly tanking which i don't know that the players are on board in those cases especially in week one and that's why you know here in vegas everything is about sports gambling and analyzing it from that standpoint i, I never got why a rookie quarterback and a rookie coach were favored on the road jags at the texans and then on top of that you know tyrod taylor whether you want to call him a game manager or not he's a pretty solid quarterback to be leading the way you know, it's funny. People talk about game manager, and yet every single person who's a parent and married is like, I'd love a home manager, someone to manage the house, make sure the bills are paid, you know? It's like, so those are the kinds of things that, you know, are always funny to me that, you know, we expect these things in sports, but we, we would enjoy them in real life. I mean, Tyrod Taylor's a proven quarterback in the NFL. He's had success. He got punctured. He got poked in the lung by a doctor before a game, and that's the only reason why he didn't start. Now they got Justin Herbert. He's not going to make it back. But kudos to him for the focus, and kudos to one of my former coaches and David Cully uh, getting a first win. 
regardless of what happens next, all the players on that Texans roster know they can win games. And that goes that, that goes a lot moving forward. Cully's in a weird position, though, isn't he? Because obviously the goal of the franchise is to acquire more players, you know, have good draft picks. Yet, you know, I'm sure he wants to win, so he's got he's, – I don't know how you manage that whole thing. I guess you do your job and you try to win games and motivate the guys you have. Well, you do – you know, you make lemonade with lemons. And, you know, the NFL, the good thing about the NFL is they're talented enough. You have enough talent everywhere to make a difference. And the issue really is not David Culley. Bill O'Brien just destroyed this roster. I mean, you traded away DeAndre Hopkins for a fourth-round pick and an aging running back. That's an awful move. You got rid of – all pro and, and pro bowler Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Brown, Brandon Brooks, who, oh, Brandon Brooks, all he did was go and win a Super Bowl with the Eagles at the guard position after the Texans let him go. So anytime you get a coach from the Patriots tree in your organization, you're ruining risking, uh, you're ruining, you're risking ruining your, your years for the fan base. And unfortunately, that's where Houston is right now. Are you worried at all in what you saw from the Packers? I'm not, you know, I mean, everybody wants to talk about, you know, Aaron Rodgers in the, in the first week of September and how many quarterbacks are you going to be able to talk about in the first week of January? I mean, come on, you know, let's get past this. Oh, my God, it's awful. Now, it is funny that he could have spiked the ball on every offensive play and had a better quarterback rating than he did, but <laughs> it's also, come on, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, LeBron James isn't going to score 50 every game. Kevin Durant's going to score 25 sometimes. And that just happens. And uh, also, especially in the first week of the season, guys, you got to come prepared to play. And if you think for, and one of the things that happens with veterans, as you get into the season, the game slows down a bit. Practice definitely slows down. But you got to go into the season with a whole new full tank. And the Packers just did not do that. How about this one? The other side of the game, should the Buccaneers be worried that the Saints, with good Jameis, are a real risk to their title in the NFC South? You know, when I won the Super Bowl in 2015 with the Broncos, we always had a saying, hey, everybody's good until they play us, right? So we'll see when that actually happens. I mean, it's awesome Jameis Winston had five touchdowns while throwing for under 150 yards, um, but he also was playing against the Packers defense. That's nowhere near where Tampa Bay is defensively. I mean, Vita Vea might be able to win the MVP at defensive tackle, and I'm not joking. Watch a game of his. In a game with Dak Prescott and Tom Brady thrown for over 300 yards, he was still the best player on that field. So we'll see when it comes time. But all I want, guys, are more Jameis Winston interviews. Did you see him after the game? I mean, he's a national treasure. We, we don't deserve that. Hey, last one. Uh, we know you're on the Notre Dame beat on the games. What do you think so far? What's this Purdue game going to be like? It's a dangerous game. I mean, you had a tough fought win against Florida State and then lost to Jackson. Jacksonville State, which I didn't even know that was a school uh, until I heard that. And then Toledo took them down to the wire. Um, they've got to get things figured out, and number one thing they got to get figured out is the run game. You know, they've been fantastic uh, for the last three years, but they but four of their players went to the NFL. So you got to be able to retool, and they just got to find the right place to get things going for the Notre Dame faithful. Ryan, you're awesome, man. We appreciate you joining us. I'm sure you want to watch Monday Night Football right now, so we'll let you go, and thanks for the time. Hey, don't forget to change hands wiping, boys. Talk to you soon. Go Irish. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. By the way, was he, uh, I think, I think, did I, was my delivery on Villanueva like too mocking going in? I think he got, he got a little annoyed by it. I can't focus on anything other than thinking about my next trip to the restroom and switching hands. Like, th- I this, can't. Is, this is now a challenge that I have to accept. I'm, uh, I'm ambidextrous. The problem is I think I'm too fat. 
Uh, do I have to admit what, like, what hand I wipe with? Uh, if I had a switch, I'll, I'll say it. Um, I am I'm a lefty from a writing standpoint, but I'm a righty the rest of the time. So I think I might have a chance. But I also think my flexibility going around, ah, I just tried it. Yeah, here. And I'm sitting down. My flexibility going around my left side might not be there. Now, if I go through some stress, i got to stop doing this. All right, we'll come back. We'll tell you what's going on. Not good right now uh, because all that running back talk for the Ravens, uh, one of the guys who I, I guess they believe in, but they signed a ton of running backs, Tyson Williams just put the Ravens on the board. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. All right, first the bad news, Candy. Williams runs in from 35 yards for the Ravens, so they're up 7 nothing. Over at the Owl, Monday Night Football, a minute left in the first. Uh, good news, Josh Jacobs is back in, dealing with that toe injury. Looked like he uh, may have been hurt or hurting a few minutes ago, so he's back in. But, yeah, that uh, that drive down the field, the while the defense was getting amazing pressure on Lamar Jackson, first and foremost from Max Crosby, that big gash play. I'm stating the obvious, not something you can allow against this Ravens team. Uh, your boy Villanueva took Max Crosby, who had been abusing him in the past sets, and actually spun him around and turned him out of the hole. Like, Max Crosby had no idea where the run had gone right. until Tyson Williams was halfway to the end zone. Well, I mean, that brings up the story that was big before the game, right? Um, Cleve Furl against the run on the outside, I think can be pretty effective. The rest of the time, he probably should be inside. Uh, Cleve Furl's not available tonight, so we don't know exactly what's going on. He was a, a healthy scratch. I'll tell you the other thing that's happening is the Raiders are wisely targeting Darren Waller a lot. The Ravens are countering by wisely double and tripling Darren Waller. Well, wisely is only wisely if he is available. And right now, Derek Carr is just forcing the ball. He just, uh, he just hit it again. Marlon Darren Humphrey Waller. on the coverage over the middle, and Humphrey was draped all over Darren Waller. Well, the good thing about that play, though, Steve, uh, Derek Carr had all day to throw the ball, and with everything going on with the offensive line, it's a good sign. Yeah. And, I mean, you're finding out what, what their focus is, and it's not shocking, but there's opportunities for others to step up at wide receiver, correct? That was all we heard about in the offseason as they tried to go to him again. And look, here's something that the, that the Raiders need to understand. Derek Carr specifically. Marlon Humphrey is the best cover man on this team. He is one of the best cover guys in all of the NFL. And John Harbaugh is saying, hey, you know where I'm putting him? On your tight end. So you're going to find matchups elsewhere. Marlon Humphrey is the guy on the island. That's the eighth target to Darren Waller. He has one catch. Got to start looking elsewhere. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Twin Peaks is the site. By the way, we have a celebrity sighting here. Our good buddy, the Markness, is uh, along with us at Twin Peaks, 95 and, uh, 9510 Southeastern. Uh, happy hour's going on right now, up until 7, 2 to 7, and then 9 to close. Uh, drafts are less than 4 bucks. You got some great appetizers here, $2, $4, and 6 bucks. Got a tequila special, Modelo special, so come on down. Still plenty of time left in the game. The first quarter coming to an end here. Get back in the bag. 
Stick your hand in there, Dave. So, Candy, I wanted to tell the story real quick of what I was texting you about over the weekend. We were talking about sports betting in other states, so I tried opening up a couple accounts in Arizona. You reminded me, hey, moron, you all you have to do is drive across the bridge. Boulder City you could, could have done that already, but, you know. Top of mind when I was there for the Arizona State UNLV game, very interesting with the promotions they offer in other states, but also interesting, read the fine print. Read the fine print, which, by the way, on the apps is not always easy to find because I was trying to do my research, and it wasn't always easy to find. There was one promotion saying, hey, make a bet on a football game. $200 goes into your account. Well, it was eight $25 free bets goes into your account. So little stuff like that you got to pay attention to. Remember, there's always a playthrough on it, too. You can't just take the money straight out of the account. you got to oh, play yeah, it a certain course. amount of times. Of course. All right, enjoy the game tonight. Come on down. See us here at Twin Peaks. We're going to be here every Monday. It's on Eastern, just south of the 215. Awesome location, a true local spot for Cofield and Company on Monday Night Football.